the friendliest couple in music, TD and Veronica Benton of White Collar Sideshow, are here with The Antidote. Good to meet you guys again. Yeah, hey man, it's good to see so you too, Dane. It's probably been two years since we last spoke. You guys were living the nomadic life out in the RV, on the road, quote-unquote, with no responsibilities. I think there's been a fair bit changing probably over the last two years. I mean, we're definitely still living gypsy life. We're, we're still in our RV and still trucking across. The, well, we've been across the world, though, over the last few years. We've, we've hit 18 countries now and landed in 46 states. We've not necessarily played them all, but we've definitely passed through. So we've just, yeah, still just been trucking along, living our gypsy life. And we live in our RV, but we're looking to downsize into a smaller RV. And it's because we keep going overseas and living out of a backpack for three months at a time. And if I can live out of a backpack, I don't need this huge RV full of stuff. So we need we need to downsize and get rid of more things. Well, you have to say then, how big is the RV? Uh, it's a 32-foot toter home, um, which is basically like a, the biggest U-Haul truck that you see. It's, a, it's about like that, but with living quarters on the inside. So it sleeps 10. So we're looking at downsides into maybe like, a, like an oversized uh, van or something. And the reason for having such a long rig is just because when TD's acting up, you can just shove them to the very far end. Absolutely. <laughs> that and the fact that we used to have a married couple living with us, T's son. We had a couple yeah. dogs. So Levi it was, the poet it was used a to zoo. Live with yeah, us, Levi so. the poet and his wife Brandy used yeah. to live with us. And so we needed a lot of space back then, but we're looking at downsides. Yeah. And we feel like empty nesters, which is I nice. Think, <laughs> I also think, like with our life, you know, this year we've been a band for 11 years, which is. Uh, longer than we've done anything in our life as a married couple and we've been living on the road longer than we ever had a house as a married couple which is the change of the tide I guess of living this life versus how we used to live but in a weird way it almost feels like there's more responsibility with what we do than there ever was when we had I guess a normal American dream life and mostly because it all depends on how hard we work or how fast we want to get something done or taken care of. Um, and also, we're a nonprofit band, so we don't, we've never charged for our shows. So to actually have people believe in what you do and, and go out and find people to donate to you as a mission or a missionary is challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Challenging, that almost sounds impossible, but you do get that kind of support. Yeah, we do. It's, I mean, and it's all through the Lord. I was convicted strongly years ago, and, and I felt like we didn't need to sign contracts and ask for guarantees. And I kind of had this deal with the Lord that as long as you continue to provide, we will continue to do this. And He has provided throughout. We did become actually a nonprofit in Arkansas, um, and so we do operate as a nonprofit now, but. He, yeah, we still don't sign contracts, and we still don't ask for guarantees, and we still just truck right along, and we're uh, July 16th will be 11 years. So you're living, you know, definitely an unusual lifestyle. You've got an unusual business sense, and you've also got really unusual music. You've got to describe <laughs> what it's all about. Um, our, when we first started, a lot of our performance was really just based on our personal life struggling with pornography addiction, Veronica's struggling with bulimia and just things that were were big elephants in the room and not just in a Christian world but in any any room. Any setting. Yeah, any any general place. And so a lot of our performance was a theatrical show 
Uh, we had film in the background. Of course, I'm a drummer, Phil's a drummer, and Veronica plays bass, so bass and drums, the meat and potatoes of music, where we always say everything else is salt and pepper, which makes it tasty. <laughs> um, but so it, it has evolved from our first performance to when we do the witch hunt, which was a, our performance was based on the seven deadly sins and many different struggles versus just one testimony of our life. Uh, really just trying to broaden the horizons of maybe people seeing themselves in different points of view rather than just here's this addiction. If you don't struggle with this, our music has no meaning to you. We also wear masks in the show. T doesn't, but Philip and I do. And Philip is the pig, which causes a lot of questions and controversy. But we um, we say kill the pig because we all feel like everyone has that pig in their life, and everyone wears this pig mask. And it's it's the guy that Paul talks about. It's why do I do the things I don't want to do, and why don't I do the things that I do want to do? And so it's almost a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, and so. Not only are we two drummers in a bass, we're wearing masks, and we have this video, this multimedia experience. So yeah, it, it definitely is a little different, but it's it's normal for us. <laughs> I think a lot of my influence from doing this performance too is um, White Zombie, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Rob Zombie. I'm, we're, I'm a big horror film fan, and he's um, big into concept albums. I love concept albums. I also like old westerns, so I like you know Twilight Zone. There's so many things that that influence what you do and what we try to portray in our film and in our music too is for the audience to be challenged with thinking or inspiring people to dream big even though you only might have ten dollars in your back pocket you know what's it look like to become the change that you want to see rather than waiting for some movement and um, and we always try to pose a question like whatever happened to integrity or or wisdom or character honesty honesty um, and why do we cannibalize each other on social media that has become such a big part of everyone's life? Whatever happened to love, joy, Thank peace, you. patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, which are things that I struggle with all the time, you know? And so I think that's, that's where we come from, from an artistic perspective. <laughs> and I thought every artist was perfection personified. <laughs> It's nice to actually get an honest saying, you know what, I have faults, I have issues that I've got to deal with. And you do, you bring that all up through your music. Yeah, the witch hunt being basically on the seven deadly sins. But it is, it's graphic. When people have asked me to talk about your music, and I, I brought this line from Veggie Tales, and I think it's Larry where he says, you know, it's a multimedia extravaganza. I love it. For those of us who like VeggieTales, and if you don't like VeggieTales, not even hey, any point we saw, talking. We saw VeggieTales live back in like 2004. Tristan was six. Yeah. We now my him. son is almost 20. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, but off of VeggieTales, back to music. You were overseas last year, weren't you? Last year we were in South America. The year before that we were in Europe and we touched Asia and South America. And so the, two years ago we were out of the U.S. for about nine, of, nine months of the 12th. It was pretty crazy. It was, it was a little chaotic, but it was awesome. And how did you spend your time there? What was the purpose? Uh, playing shows, uh, just doing white-collar sideshow. The response is particularly down in South America is where we were most recently, which was last year. Uh, we toured through Brazil and then in Chile, and we just love both of those countries. We love the passion. We love the people. Um, it is 
it is just an amazing and incredible experience to be able to go down there and they love the response of our show is huge they just they get it and they they really have embraced us i think with south america too i i grew up a sopatura fan and um of course they're gigantic brazilian band soulfly i feel like our style of music is something that's different there but because of the percussion because of the different instruments we're able to relate i think to a lot of their metal scene that's that's still popular which you know it feels like rock and roll is dead right now but it's just in hibernation it's going to come back around <laughs> but also with um with our film even though we have translators that that come and hang out with us um the film is something when we first started i never thought i thought i shot myself in the foot because it takes twice as long three times as long to put a film and music together the money factor is just exceptionally huge because you got to have your budgets i mean my lord it just costs a lot of money to do film and music and but being able to go down there and people see themselves in your film you, you don't have to say a word it has become it's a something universal language yeah just a, an artistic universal language where people will come up to us through a translator after the show and be like man i get it i'm that guy in the film and i can just say we're all the guys in the film like we're all trying to figure out who we are what's our identity how do we grow what are the things that we need to learn from our mistakes and how do we use our stories to connect with other people whether that's through art through our job whatever it is that we are passionate about in our life another funny thing about Chile though more than any other place that we've been they love the pig <laughs> they I guess had this cartoon character back in the day called Chancho Man which is pig man and so every time after we would play a song, they would all chant, John Joe Man, John Joe Man, John Joe. They loved Philip. They just loved <laughs> Where him. Where in the U.S. you character. don't get the love yeah, for the pig. We, yeah, he scares most people, and people will run out crying oftentimes. But, no, they absolutely loved John Joe Man. Well, we got to get back into your creative process. You were talking about how much time, commitment it comes into doing both film and the music. Well, it really, and it's stage theater. Yeah, you're starting it all over again. You're back at it. <laughs> we yeah. are, and I, we didn't know if it was going to happen. Um, like I said, I I told the Lord, as long as you continue to provide, we will continue to do it. And we didn't have the finances really to even begin this process. And come April, since we are a nonprofit in Arkansas, I noticed that there was this nonprofit fundraiser, and so nine like 950 nonprofits in Arkansas had this one day 12 hour fundraiser, and I was like, well, you know, we'll sign up, give it a whirl, who knows? And we ended up raising over twelve thousand dollars in 12 hours. That's insane. Yes. That's fabulous. So here comes the money, and so we're like, well. I guess we're on the road again. I guess we're doing it. <laughs> so here yeah. we go. So once that money was, was secured, we started the filming process all over again. And our video guy, who has been with us since he was like 17, um, said yes. And this one's definitely different. It's exciting and new and fun. Um, but we've we got about four days under our belt, probably eight to ten more days to go for filming. And then, of course, we got to get in the studio and record everything. We have 11 songs for the new album that T's already written. I'm covering a, a door song on the new album, too. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Like, well, you're not going to tell us which one. Oh, Break On Through. There you go. Come on. He'll tell you. I'm, I'm ready. Like, probably The Doors is probably my all-time favorite band um, for whatever reason. And I've read so many Doors biographies, but 
they were kind of one of the first bands to kind of theatrics and for the 60s and um, you know not just do music but poetry art all these different aspects and for whatever reason that that band has just even my son is addicted to the doors probably because of me but there's a lot of changes I think coming up with the new album um, Phil uh, I'm gonna go ahead and make this announcement because we're breaking gonna announce it, it today um, Phil the pig has been with us since he was 17 years old um, he is 32 years old now and before we do every album we sit down with Phil and we say hey you know what's it look like to do a few more years with us is are you all in is have you ever wanted to do anything else other than be on the road um, have you wanted to pursue a woman have you wanted have you to not want yeah. to be a pig maybe you could go with your resume drum for a band who could actually afford to pay you <laughs> um, and Phil uh, is gonna finish out this year with the witch hunt performances and then he is gonna pursue uh, a different life. Life outside of white collar. Uh, outside of white collar, which is so we're officially tremendous. <laughs> yeah. And it's a tremendous moment for him. There's no bad blood, there's no hard feelings. Maybe white collar is a foundation for him to do greater things than he's seen or done or that we've ever felt like we've accomplished in all of this. Um, so anybody that comes to the show tonight, it's going to be probably their last time to see us as a three piece. Yeah. And we are going to go on as a duo. So we're going to figure out how to do it live um, without two drummers, which might actually be easier since we're not miking all these different things. And, um, and a lot of the vision of the next album is really Veronica and I kind of co, where it's, not, it's always kind of been me with this idea. We're kind of co-writing, co-putting everything together. And um, we're super excited about Another the new journey. Yeah, so uh, it, it's a lot of change. It feels like we're kind of losing an arm, but as you move forward, it's how do you do it without the arm? And, and then, of course, since we won't have Phil, we won't be able to perform the witch hunt again, you know, because it's written for the three of us. And so if we if we tried to perform it without him, we'd be missing that huge part. So this is the last summer festival, really, that the witch hunt will be yeah. performed as well. So. Well, that's sad because it is a tremendous production. Yeah, and I'm ready to see how we pull it off on the next one too. We, we have so many ideas of not just making it a big show or a big production, but how do you do something excellently with the amount of money that you have or, or however that looks? How do you put something on? Because I think excellence is what gives you a platform to be able to say the things that you want or will people will actually listen. And I think a lot of our life through all of this has been something that maybe we would set up at a bar or a club or a festival or however that looks, and people have never seen this before, where they may or may not like the music, they may or may not like the performance, they might be scared of the pig, but like I'm standing here just to see what this person might say, and I feel like there's another opportunity for us on the next one. It's called Valley of the Skull, it's the next album, and really we want to base the whole performance off the word identity. Like, who are you when the titles are stripped away? Who are we when you're not at a festival? When maybe you're not playing music anymore. Has our identity just been this band? Or is our identity character? Is it fruit of the spirit? What do people remember you by that they will remember for decades? Or how have you built into someone in a younger generation where you, maybe you've mentored them in a way that it's not just about music or art, it's about growth. You know, who are you gonna be when you're 42 years old? 
you know. It's true. I've often heard it said that by 21, you've sort of defined your life and this is the way that you're going to be. But I don't know that that's really true. I think people's identities are flexible and they change over the decades. Man, I totally agree. When T turned 40, our pastor dropped some wisdom on him. He's like, life really starts at 40 because you get in your 20s and you think like, this is who I am. I've got this figured out. You're developing all of these like principles and ideas of what you believe. And then you get in your 30s and you're like, okay, now I need to undo everything I just did in my 20s because I was so wrong. So you spend your 30s trying to get back to zero and then life begins at 40. So here we are at 40, starting life. Still trying to figure out how we're going to survive. And of course, it's the good Lord. All my life of being a believer, I believe in God so much more now than I ever have. First of all, because of relationships and how the Lord brings like-hearted people together, the crazy brave and the people who are doing outside the box courageous things. But not only that, living on the road and not charging, living to survive. Yeah, his provision. His provision and really going, Lord, feed us, help us figure these things out, show us direction. Slap me across the face with a road sign so I'm not missing the direction I'm supposed to be going or the turn I'm supposed to make. There are so many more things as I'm getting older that I used to care about maybe back in the past that mean nothing compared to where you are as an older person. And maybe it's more of the religious aspect where I feel like we really are hippies. <laughs> Just going out, trying to figure out how to focus on him heart, mind, soul, and strength, but also what does it really mean to love and serve other people? And art and music is just a good excuse to do those things. And how well you do those things actually gives you more opportunity to do that. Easier said than done. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Dave, once you have it figured out, please let us know so we can have the the rules in in the textbook of this. (laughs) I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Listen, T, Veronica, White Collar Sideshow, Guys, thanks so much for uh, coming on. Yeah. Hey, man. Thank you so thank much you. for making time for thank us. Thank you for your time, and thank you for continuing to be passionate about what you love to do. We know how much work goes into it, how hard it is, how many hours of the day that it takes to do your line of work just because we're all artists. I see what you're doing as art as well, and it never ends. And, um, and I appreciate you, and I'm thankful for you doing that and taking the time out to spend with us and that admiration goes back to you too with your tenacity (laughs) endurance and faith in this (laughs) thanks again you got it man thank you thank you